A Lovely Death is intended for mature audiences. Episodes discuss topics that could be triggering to some, including death, dying, and grief. We are not therapists or grief counselors. If you are in need of support, please visit alovelydeath.com for a list of resources that can help. Opinions expressed by guests on this show do not necessarily represent our views or the views of the podcast. I'm Carolyn Fletcher, and this is A Lovely Death. I am so excited to be recording this episode today. A Lovely Death started in 2018 when my good friend John Davis came over to my house and he sat me down in my dining room and he set up a bunch of recording equipment and he and I had a conversation that would end up being the first full-length episode of the podcast. And at the time, John and I wanted to start a conversation around the things that we had been talking about in terms of alternative death care and different thoughts around death and dying and grief. And it became the springboard for what I would structure the podcast around, which was a series of conversations about death and death care and alternative death care and some conversations with people I knew who were working in different areas of those communities. And you can go back and listen to those original recordings that are still up. And quickly after putting out those first eight episodes, I realized that I was in over my head. I um, was struggling to edit the material after I recorded it. I wasn't great with the technical end of things. And I went on hiatus. And it wasn't just that. I think if I really do some self-reflection, I realized that I was struggling with grief around the death of my dad in 2017. And I lost a really great friend, uh, Aurelia, who was a mentor to me in 2018. And my friend, Tom Flynn, who was a cemeterian who died in 2018. And all of those things sort of compiled and equal to me burning out. And fast forward to this year and really to 2020, I was having some conversations with my dear friend, Sarah Siplak, who is an incredible person and she's an incredible musician. And she's somebody who um, had been doing some sound engineering. And we were talking about our love of podcasts and she brought up a lovely death. And if I had thought about restarting the podcast and it had been on my mind in 2020, there were a lot of things that made me think that it would be something that I should get back into. And I've been talking to my therapist about it and talking to my friends about it. And those renewed conversations that Sarah and I had were the inspiration for me to come back to the podcast and take a look at things and with her help and her advice and with her coming in as a partner to handle the technical end and the editing end, we've decided to reframe these conversations again. And so we see the podcast as a continuing conversation with people around the issues of death and dying and grief. And I'm going to start off the podcast this time around with a conversation with Sarah. 
and I hope you enjoy. super exciting. We're going to do a podcast together. We are. I'm so excited that we've decided to do this. You and I have known each other for a long time, right? I was trying to figure out when we met. It was definitely early 2000s, which I know because I recall being in the office together at the Big Burrito headquarters and rehearsing my audition piece for Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That's which right. was, which happened in 2003. So we've known each other since at least 2001, 2002. That's what Long we did time. for my birthday in 2003. That's right. the opening. Yeah. I remembered that it had to be 2003 or 2004 because you brought Scott Peterson to help with my invites for my wedding. Did I? You did. I don't even remember that. That's we had all met him for the first time. It was real nice. So you and I are so fortunate in that we are part of an incredible group of friends. We have some amazing women in our life. Do you want to try to explain it to people listening to this? I mean, I think, I think we all met at a, you know, pretty important time in all of our lives. And it was a really special connection that we had in our office environment, which I don't think happens all the time. Um, the office space we were working in was like an open concept. And so our desks were near each other and, I have such great memories of going out for happy hour after work, having lunch together at that huge conference table and celebrating birthdays together. And honestly, it's not something that has been replicated in any job I've ever had since then. And now almost the entire group has moved on from working there, but we've all remained in close contact, getting together at minimum once a year. And it's one of those things where even though we don't necessarily all see each other regularly, we're all very supportive of each other and have been through a lot with each other. And it's just really a, a wonderful connection that we have. It's super special to me. I think it's the only time in my life where I've had six friends, you, me, Tasha, Allison, Danita, and Jane. Yeah. So you and I have been able to maintain our connection to each other over these two decades. It's been really incredible. And um, you've always been so incredibly supportive of this podcast. Why do you think we are here right now? Well, I mean, it's a windy road to get here, but a big part of it is that I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I think part of it also is that I was working in audio for six years working for the Saturday Light Brigade and went into that job with no experience audio editing and came out of that job knowing a lot more about audio editing and also having such a huge appreciation for the finessing of audio and music into a cohesive sounding podcast. For one, I think a bunch of us in our friend group had a connection through true crime podcasts, which is something we all really enjoyed and still listen to. And, you know, just that idea of this fascination. And then I remember when you originally launched and I listened to it and have memories of connecting and crying 
and being incredibly fascinated by what you were talking about, partially because I think I'm a person who is not denying that I'm going to die someday, <laughs> but I have not had a lot of death in my life. Both of my parents are still alive. Scott's parents are still alive. I've had only a, a couple of really close friends die. And so death has been a topic that it's not that it's taboo, but it's something that we don't talk about much. And as I get older and now that I have a child, it's definitely something I think about more. And your conversations were incredibly moving to me. I think I have a huge admiration for your ability to be an amazing interviewer and listener. And I have just loved your conversations from the very moment I heard them. And you and I started this conversation about partnering up in some way a couple of years ago. And I'm just so incredibly excited about it because I adore you. And I think this is a, a conversation that needs to happen more and people are going to be really interested in it. And I think we put our idea to partner up on hold for a little bit. And now here we are again. You're so sweet. I mean, I was so excited the first time we talked about partnering. <laughs> you were so nice. You were like, the content was amazing. You're recording, you know, like maybe you should. You know. It's like, Sarah, I need you. <laughs> I need you. I need you to edit those. Help me get the crickets, the crickets out of the background. Um, but, you know, when we started talking about this in 2020, you know, 2020 was rough. And mm -hmm. I think for me, I was so relieved when you said like, hey, maybe, maybe we should do this. I mean, I can tell just from people mentioning, not just the podcast, but mentioning Death Cafe to me. A lot of people are talking about issues around grief and loss. People are talking about their own personal grief, losing people to COVID, talking about, you know, the political climate of the last several years, feeling isolated because of the pandemic and other losses, right? Life didn't mm -hmm. stop, even though 2020 sort of changed the way we were living. You know, we've seen uh, a lot of conversation around the struggle for racial justice last year, a lot of grief and anger around that. And I'm Absolutely. seeing an uptick of people reaching out for resources like Death Cafe, I've even seen more downloads of the original episodes of the podcast, which really surprised me because I put it on hold in 2018. Mm -hmm. So what do you think, what do you think is drawing this conversation now? I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people are really processing what's been happening. I think a lot of people have lost a loved one. I think that because of being quarantined, people are reaching out in ways that they haven't before, which is conversation via Zoom or over the phone. And I think listening to other people's stories. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of The Moth, which is live storytelling. And I, I just, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what is drawing people to this topic in particular, but even, you know, you know, I'll share with our listeners over the past couple weeks on NPR, they've been talking to end of life care experts, death doulas, talking about uh, different processes of burial. I'm not sure mm -hmm. how other else to say yeah. that, but so I, you know, I think it's something that everyone is faced with their own mortality. You don't, we don't have a choice in that. 
but I think it is somewhat of a taboo topic that people are uncomfortable talking about. And I think, you know, what you offer to this conversation is a way to share information that is able to be processed by anyone. And it's interesting and it's informative. And there are just so many things out there that many people don't know about. Even on the on uh, 1A the other day when they were interviewing the author whose name I forget. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. It was the woman in Washington who's doing the, the natural burials. Just Katrina that people- Spade. Yes, Katrina Spade. You know, people don't know that there are other options out there. You know, and unfortunately in this day and age, a lot of end of life, you know, funeral expenses and things are being covered by GoFundMe and things like that, which is wonderful because it brings together a community of people to process that grief together. But it is also something that most of us don't think a ton about is the cost. And yeah, I don't know. What about you? What do, what do you think is, is driving this conversation that's been happening more? Well, I mean, I think that people have had a lot more time to reflect uh, some people's lives I know are incredibly busy. A lot of people are struggling to work and get their kids through school. But I think that they have lost their opportunity to be in community and they've spent more time reflecting. I hear a lot of people thinking about how they want the future to be mm-hmm. and what they want for themselves. I mean, I think your voice is incredibly important because you are not from the deaf care community like I am. And you have the same questions and the same thoughts about, you know, this sort of communal conversation that seems to be happening. I think that people have heard a lot about death and heard a lot about funerals happening over the last year that people can attend. Mm-hmm. I think that um, not being able to gather leaves people with uh, an inability to grieve the way that they should be able to. I think people not seeing people who have died in life. I have a friend who, who lost um, her dad and not being able to come to the funeral has been devastating. And I think that that really preys on people's minds. And I think that, you know, it's always a topic that I think has interested people, but I think it's become much more personal. Absolutely. So we've been sort of reframing how we're going to move forward and you know, I think we both still like the idea of continuing it as a series of conversations with people coming from a bunch of different perspectives, but where do you think we're headed? That's a big question. I don't know. I mean, I I just, for me, I feel like there aren't, this conversation and this type of podcast is not, I'm sure there are options out there, uh, but they're not easy to find. And I think From my perspective, I'm excited to learn about this community. I'm, I would say I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by it. I mean, you told me about the death cafes and I was like, what on earth is a death cafe? And I love the idea of people coming together. And, you know, I think things like that are, are very important to have, you know, to not feel alone in thoughts like this. So I I think, I mean, my hope is that this turns into a great 
sounding board or listening board for people mm -hmm. to be a part of this conversation. You know, I, I see this as an opportunity to share information in a really caring, empathetic and personal way. Yeah. What about for, for you? Well, I think that I like the idea of thinking about death in a philosophical way or a more theoretical way. Mm -hmm. And that discussion, which is a lot of what Death Cafe is, people coming together and talking about sort of abstract feelings about it. But I also really think it's important for people to think about it in a personal way, in a very pragmatic way. You know, you and I were talking about how many people don't have their wills or have a healthcare directive. And I think us being able to provide some of those resources to me is really important. Mm -hmm. But I also think, you know, you and I both talk about our love of podcasting and what we love the most is, or at least I'm going to speak for both of us. I think <laughs> the things that move us the most are people's personal stories. Absolutely. And I think people sharing their stories around um, death or people dying or grief really is, to me, it's the thing that I find the most beautiful because we often reserve those conversations, as you said, for times when we have no other choice. And I think if people spent more time thinking about what they want for themselves and for their loved ones when they are dying, that maybe that process might be made a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, and I guess I speak for myself, I can't say the, uh, the greater population feels this way, but for me, when it comes to things of a personal nature or things that are hard to think about, I personally want to feel a little less alone. I want to know that other people are going through similar things. I want to know what other people's thoughts are and how other people have dealt with things of this nature, grief and loss, and know that there's a community out there to reach out to and yeah. to, you know, to help make these decisions. They don't have to be split second decisions necessarily. Yeah. Well, our goal is to have a list of resources on our website that people can go to. And if they need or want additional resources, I hope that they reach out to us. Also, people can find us on all of our social medias at a lovely death podcast. And I hope that those platforms become a place to exchange ideas and to have conversations. Um, and as you said, to build community for people. Mm -hmm. because I think that that's really needed. So Sarah, I'm excited about our, our first interview. When is that going to happen? Well, I think it's a little bit of a mystery right now. We're not exactly sure, but, you know, we do have a couple of ideas in the coffer. Is that how you would say <laughs> Say not that. in the coffin, not in the not coffin, in the, not in the coffin, in the coffer, in the coffer, in the coffer. And, uh, you should definitely keep an eye out on our social media and on the website. We'll do a countdown and not sure when this particular conversation is going to be released, but the goal is soon after that. Our first episode will drop. And our goal is to release maybe every other week. Right? I think so. Something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Well, great, Sarah. Thank you. I'm so excited knowing that you're going to be the one making us sound good. That's a lot of pressure, Carolyn. <laughs>
if people want to check out any of your stuff, where can they find stuff about the stuff you work on? Well, I mean, I guess I didn't talk about this earlier in what partially brought me back to this conversation, which is, you know, Scott and I have a band together called The Records, and we uh, were asked to be interviewed for another friend's podcast, which is dealing with grief in a, in a different way. It's called What Do We Do Now? It's Nathan Zub and Alan Olofsson, and they're talking to performers about how COVID has hit them and you know, what they've been doing during quarantine and whatnot. And it's, it's definitely a more humorous podcast, but I ran into Zub, as we affectionately call him, at uh, the Gen Eagle, otherwise known as Giant Eagle. And I said to him, you know, if you guys need help with audio editing, I would be very interested in doing that. So now I have the unofficial title of producer for their podcast. So what do we do now is a podcast that you don't hear my voice on except for the episode where the records were interviewed. Um, but I'm behind the scenes doing all of the editing for that. And yeah, as far as music, we're not playing a whole lot of shows right now. Yeah. Can they listen to the records music anywhere? Yes. We're, we're not very good at marketing ourselves, but yes, I would imagine Amazon Music and Spotify and all those places that you can listen to music or you could buy a physical album, a CD if you were interested. Yeah, we're out there. We're on Facebook as The Records. I don't, I don't know if we even Spell have it. a website. Spell it. T-H-E and then Records, W-R-E-C-K-I-D-S. And I mean, as long as I'm plugging, I will say I, during COVID, was able to do a really amazing uh, theater production through City Theater that did, a, uh, they did live outdoor performing in Hazelwood. And so I did a little show called F Seventh Grade, written by Liza Birkenmeyer and Jill Sobule, and it's Jill's story. And um, that is available for streamable download at citytheatercompany.org. It's a great show and we're hopeful to someday actually produce it in person, which was the goal. So check that out if you're interested. So exciting. <laughs> and people should definitely listen to What Do We Do Now? I really enjoyed listening to them. They're very funny. And it's they are very really funny. important for people to know what artists are going through right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think we'll be talking a lot about grief on this podcast and it's grief of a loss that is so encompassing in so many different ways for people right now. Work, loved ones, socialization. I mean, it's economic, economic. I mean, we're in a, this is crazy. Yeah. And if people don't know, we're coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're very proud Indeed. of our city. Even though we are both transplants, we love our city that we call home. All right, Sarah, this is really fun. Let's bring it to the people. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>